Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This is episode number 13, and I'm your host, Andrew Kopian. Thanks for joining me today. It's the start of 2017, and uh, for today's episode, I thought it'd be great to think about and uh, learn a little bit more about the impact that we can have as physiotherapists on a global scale. And uh, on the show today, I interviewed Jen Carviel, and she's a physiotherapist in Ed- Edmonton who's passionate about global health and the role that physiotherapists can play in improving the lives of people around the world. Now, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, Ignite Physio is an online community for physiotherapists in Canada. It's free to join, and it's a place where you can ask and answer practice questions, get great articles, access a data bank of reviewed clinical resources, look up courses, and also get course reviews. So with all that, let's get started. So on today's session, I'd like to introduce you to uh, our guest, Jennifer Carvajal. And uh, she's a licensed physiotherapist working in Edmonton, and she graduated from the physiotherapy program at the U of A. She's a past chair of the Global Health Division Executive Committee, and Jen has volunteered a lot and worked abroad uh, in countries like Ghana, Kenya, Mexico, and recently Nepal. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to have you on on the show. I'm really excited to uh, learn more about your experiences. I know we've had brief chats, and we chatted a little bit at... uh, at Congress here, and uh, and I was just wondering if you could share a little bit more about your background and your international experiences, just to uh, get people uh, up to speed on what you've done. Definitely. So my name's Jen, as you said, and I am from Saskatchewan, and I live in Edmonton now. After studying here, I decided to stay because of all the great opportunities for physios here. I have done a bit of international work, as you mentioned, so I first started um, doing volunteer work in Ghana in 2008. I did a Canadian International Development Agency internship for three months through the World University Service of Canada. And I was basically working to promote girls' education within a small uh, town in northern Ghana. And that was a very enlightening and enriching experience. And it really... um, spurred on more interest for me in in doing international work and volunteering. So I, when I was looking for a physiotherapy school, I actually looked for the ones that had international placements. And at the time, there were three schools that were offering it. So I applied to those three, and then I decided to go to the U of A. And I ended up doing my final, final practicum in Rongo, Kenya in 2010, And that was a great experience where I got to be exposed to a a little clinic that they had that patients uh, paid part of the money for. Like they paid a bit and then they came and some of it was through donations as well that um, funded the employees there. And there was a bit of work to be done at the hospital just down the road And um, we also got to do some home visits and some community outreach in towns, which was very enlightening. And I saw a lot of different things that I never would have seen in Canada. So that also spurred on more interest in doing more international work in um, Mexico in 2013 and 14. And just by chance, I got lucky and had some connections that allowed me to... uh, get a a teaching job and I did that at a university in a private university in Puebla for three semesters and that was working with 
bachelor's students in the physiotherapy program. So that was really fun. And most recently, I've just come back from working with the International Organization for Migration, and I was seconded by Mary Karras in Sindhupalchuk, Nepal. So that was post-disaster rehabilitation work that I'll talk more about later. Wow. So this is uh, this just gets better and better. I mean, <laughs> you're doing such uh, you know interesting experiences. I mean, you know, and I and I I'm curious, like, what was it about that experience in Ghana that really sort of made that impact for you to really sort of start to direct your career and and really even in terms of seeking out international opportunities in your physiotherapy career? Well, it was probably the Ghanaians. Um, Anyone that's ever been to West Africa can tell you about the warmth of the people there and how you just feel right at home when you get there. So um, just having the experience of being able to collaborate with people from a totally different culture and seeing a different way of living and experiencing things, um, that just really made me want to continue to do that and continue to um, look for and seek out other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and so, you know, what would you recommend to people that are, you know, for physios that are interested in, in doing some international work? Like what, um, you know, are there uh, resources or uh, websites that are good places to look for these, these type of things? Or Definitely. Um, in Canada, the Global Health Division is the resource for global health work in, for physios, for Canadian physios. Um, so you can always go to that. Uh, our website is www.physioghd.com, and you can become a member. It's $35 per year. Um, we have great lists of resources uh, that I'll talk a bit more about later on there. But the main tip that I would give people, especially for new graduates, because normally we see that people at the beginning of their career want to do global health work because they have more time, don't have a family yet. And then people at the end of their career also really end up doing a lot more. Um, so for the new ones, what I recommend is trying to advance your skills and knowledge so that when you do find an opportunity that matches your goals, that you can share a lot with the people that you're going to be working with. So that way, yeah, you feel like you have a little bit more to contribute exactly to uh, to the their experience and to uh to what you're able to do with them yeah that makes sense because yeah, otherwise i'm sure that it's probably feels overwhelming enough <laughs> just being in a different culture and uh you know and probably you know in a different healthcare system and so you know i guess uh, yeah that makes sense in terms of you know feeling at least competent in terms of your skill set uh probably makes things a little bit easier so did you um so yeah so let's sort of uh, talk a little bit uh, more about you know, your work in Nepal. Um, and so, so when did, when did you go there exactly? And, and how long were you there for? So I went there in January of 2016 of this year and I, it was done in May. So it was a four month term that I was working there. And basically I was working in a injury rehabilitation unit. And this was the first time that IOM was uh, taking an active role in rehabilitation. So they created a rehab center for earthquake victims. And this got up and running in 
the fall of 2016. And it really got going when I was there and there were more and more patients coming. So the maximum number of patients that we were able to take at one time was 20 patients. And there were people from age five up to age 70 there. And when was that earthquake again? Sorry, I realize I have to <laughs> brush up on my world uh, current affairs, but because um, that was uh, so that happened um, before you got there, or so you went in response to the earthquake. Yeah, so there were two earthquakes. The first one was in April of 2015, and the second one was in May of 2015. So the fall of 2015 is when the rehab center opened, and that is actually quite late in terms of rehab. But despite that, we found that people were actually making huge gains in function and all the other measures that physios measure um, with rehab even so late on. So that was really promising and really great to see. I was surprised, actually. So, so what did your case load look like there then? So my role was actually a physiotherapist trainer. So I went strictly to build capacity in the rehab center. So there were three physios that I was um, collaborating with and sharing knowledge with. And so we just worked on um, assessment skills and treatment protocols. So a lot of the patients were orthopedic patients that had had fractures and had repairs, some nerve damage sometimes. And um, yeah, just really working on documentation and um, effectiveness of treatment, different manual therapy skills, other modalities as needed, but it was mainly exercise based. Hmm. And so, I mean, I obviously I've never been to Nepal. I think it obviously sounds like a, it would be a beautiful country to visit. But, uh, you know, can you paint a picture for listeners in terms of like what it was like in terms of clinical setting? Like, you know, did, you know, did you actually have equipment that you could use? Um, like what kind of modalities did you even have? You know, skill level of the therapist that you were helping train? Like what? Because, I mean, honestly, I just... Uh, I'm sure there's so much to that, but I, I think it would just help to, you know, give a bit of a visual there mm -hmm. um, for other Canadian physios. Definitely. So I was located um, about three hours driving away from Kathmandu up in the mountains. So we woke up and uh, we were living in tents, temporary tents. And um, we woke up to the beautiful Himalayas. That was our backyard. And, um, walked down the dirt road over to the injury rehabilitation unit and it was also temporary buildings so a couple of tents for the patients where they slept this was like total inpatient setting and um, the physio tent was also a temporary tent so it got really hot in the warmer months and really cold in the cooler months which was a bit of a struggle and inside that tent we had um couple of hospital beds that had been uh, given and we had some machines like we were able to purchase whatever equipment we needed but we ended up not using like the IFC or the, the tanks very much we did use the IMS though at times the intramuscular stimulation um, and a bit of cupping and different things like that soft tissue work but um Yes, yeah, so it was a small tent, and there were up to 20 patients in there at a time, three physios, myself, and 
patients were allowed to bring caregivers. So there were up to 20 caregivers there at one time as well. So just having someone from their family being able to support them. Because a lot of the patients came from really far villages in the mountains. So it, it was maybe their first time away from home other than when they had to go to the hospital to be treated. And they were nervous. They didn't know what to expect. Um, the local people didn't have a very... Um, concrete idea of what physiotherapy was so just having patients go through the process of rehabilitation and go back home and tell people about it was actually a very good way of teaching people and communities about what physiotherapy is hmm. and how did you deal with the the language did you have a translator uh present or you know how are the therapists in terms of their english skills Right. So I actually, because I wasn't treating patients per se, I was just building capacity. So helping the physios and working with them, um, they did all the translation for me if it was required. But I actually, I did learn a bit of Nepali. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> patients always appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that's right. And was it hard to learn or how was it to say? Um, it was actually not that bad because I heard it a lot and you just kind of start picking it up. So, hmm. Wow. So what, what would you say? I mean, if you don't, you know, if we, you know, take a step back, like what would you say are some of the, uh, challenges that you found with, uh, this work here in Nepal and, and what did you feel like, uh, you know, sort of where the benefits are, you know, things that you really enjoyed from that experience? Yeah, so that's always a hard question. Um, so some of the challenges were it's very far from home. It's always a bit difficult being far from friends and family and familiar things. So um, it was an isolated setting. And like I mentioned, we were living in temporary tents. So there wasn't a lot of privacy at times. There were up to seven people in a tent. Yeah, just being in an isolated environment is, is difficult. And anyone that's done any international work in that respect will be able to explain that as well. Um, some of the benefits, uh, there's so many benefits. Um, it's always a very rewarding challenge to go outside of your own uh, country and culture and be immersed in another culture and learn about other people and how they live and see the beauty of another culture so that's always a very um i felt very lucky to be able to do that um getting the opportunity to collaborate with other physios from around the world is also a huge privilege and i really enjoyed that um yeah it, i just learned so much and so there's like so many things that I learned that I wouldn't have learned otherwise in school here, for example. Yeah, and I think it probably even is just one of those things too that it probably takes some time even to just process, um, you know, the experience and and the impact that it has on you. Definitely. Um, yeah, because <laughs> I know just some of the international travel I've done, it's like, you know, you try to explain to people like, oh yeah, this is what I did. And it's like, no one can really get it unless they've actually been there with you, right? And so it's sometimes hard, you know, to 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 even sort of convey some of the emotions and challenges and you know the sights and smells and sounds that uh, that you that you go through do you feel like there's been any you know specifics that you feel like have um things that you know where your practices changed being back home uh in terms of how you treat or how you practice um it always changes every time i come back 
And a lot of it has to do with the soft skills and how I work with people from other cultures. I'm lucky to work in a clinic in Edmonton where there's a lot of people that come in from other uh, countries even. And so some of those softer skills of um, developing rapport and those kind of things are the main things that I usually take away. And it's also nice to be able to say a few words to somebody, like if I do have a Nepali patient, to say a few words to them in Nepali. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> they probably won't find that in many therapists that can <laughs> speak Nepali here in Edmonton at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so uh, shifting gears a little bit, I, I know that you've uh, you know uh, been involved with the Global Health Division um, through the CPA. And uh, so yeah, tell me about your role, your uh, past chair uh, of the health division. And so what did that consist of and, and what's the Global Health Division doing and what, what, uh, what are some of the things that uh, um, have been priorities over the last little while? So, um, yeah, so now I've stepped into the past chair role and Phil Shepard, who was also there with me in Nepal working as the first physiotherapist trainer before I got there, is now the chair of the division. So that's exciting. Um, We've been working on a lot of things. So last year we started um, forming subcommittees. So basically the idea was that we have so many people that are interested in doing projects for us and getting involved in global health. Um, that we wanted to make sure everyone was able to get involved. And then this would also help us to do more things. So last year was a big year for setting up those subcommittees. So right now we have an Indigenous Health Subcommittee under our Indigenous Health Representative. We have a Communication Subcommittee. We have a Student Subcommittee. Last year we had 19 students apply for the Student Representative position, which was unbelievable. So that's where the subcommittee comes in now. Um, And we also have a research subcommittee and a French subcommittee. So we also uh, just recently, last year, had our French representative start. So we're trying to get more members that speak French, and we're trying to develop more French content for people. So um, this year, now now that we've got that set up, um, we basically have the goal of doing more projects. And one of those projects will be uh, mentorship, for example, and being a mentorship opportunity for people that are interested in getting more involved in global health. We're also creating a lot more content and we're looking at having a podcast like this one. Um, yeah, and we have a YouTube channel. So our communications subcommittee is very active uh, along with our officers of communications. So there's a lot of exciting things going on. It's a really good time to get involved if people are interested in getting involved. There's a lot of energy. Yeah. And how would someone get involved with the Global Health Division? What's, uh, what would someone do? Well, you could just email us at um, globalhealth@physiotherapy.ca and let us know uh, that you're interested and we'll send you the information and take it from there. Cool. Yeah, we can definitely add some uh, um, some notes in our show notes as well with links in that, um, you know, for people uh, to to follow up on that. So awesome! Hey, well, is there anything, uh, any key takeaways, Jen, before we uh, before we wrap up? Um, key takeaways, I guess, would just be that never be afraid to <laughs> um, try something new as a physiotherapist and to be open to. Um, 
collaborating with people who come from a culture that might be different than your own. And it's a very rewarding experience to have. It's a challenging one, but um, I'd highly recommend it. And as our Canadian um, demographic is changing, I think what was the latest statistic about one in five people are immigrants from outside of Canada. Um, these are skills that everyone needs to have and it will eventually become mandatory that the global health competencies are within the um, curriculum of physiotherapy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely that's uh, increasingly important uh, in our global society. That's awesome. Hey, Jen, thanks for having, uh, having you on the show here. Uh, it really is awesome to hear about your experiences. And I think, uh, you know, we might even see if we can get a few pictures from your time in Nepal uh, so people can actually see uh, what it was like, because obviously uh, visual, uh, visuals always help uh, paint that, uh, that story a little better as well. So um, great. Well, hey, thanks for, for being a part of the show here. Thank you. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jen. To find the show notes for this episode, just head over to the Ignite Physio website at ignitephysio.ca forward slash blog to find the podcast. If you've been enjoying the show, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. This helps other physiotherapists discover the podcast. Now, if you have any questions, topic ideas, or would be interested in being a part of the show, let me know by dropping me a line at hello at ignitephysio.ca. Take care.